Welcome to the Mind Your Own Revisions podcast, where it's all about preventing and overcoming burnout, as well as fostering mental and emotional well-being in academia. I'm Özgün Ünver, burnout and well-being coach for academics. My mission is to inspire, educate and empower you on your quest to find true and lasting resilience, energy, balance and fulfillment in your work and life. Hello everyone, dear listeners of Mind Your Own Revisions podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Stefan Marchand. Um, who is a well-being advisor at the University of Leuven, uh, where I still work. And he's also a dance and movement therapist. And he's someone um, who is dedicated to raising awareness around uh, mental and otherwise yeah, physical, social, and emotional well-being of, uh, of researchers, of academics. So I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. So thank you, Stefan, for joining me today. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed. Welcome. Sure. I'm happy, happy that I can be here with you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Sure. And uh, yeah, as I said before, you're the first uh, dance and movement therapist I'm interviewing. <laughs> so that I'm very excited about that. But um, and I want to talk all about that too. Uh, but I would like to start from a very fundamental thing, the fundamental concept of well-being. Mm-hmm. So you are a well-being advisor, and yes. you're kind of your whole life is dedicated. To, to well-being from different angles, right? Mm-hmm. So what is well-being uh, in, in your opinion? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you say that I dedicate my life <laughs> to well-being. Uh, I, I think that's maybe indeed my, my life purpose eh? um, to, to support well-being in one way or another. Um, to me, when I talk about well-being, it's always I talk always about health and well-being. So um, those two go together, in my opinion. And when I talk about health, when I talk about well-being, I'm always focused on on seeing it from a broad uh, perspective, because we all um, are focusing now a lot on programs of mental health, which I do think it's very important in our society, but also mental health, we can approach it from different angles. Like, like you said in the introduction, eh? there is a physical uh, aspect of it. There is the emotional aspect of it, which dance and movement ther- therapists work a lot with, the emotional uh, side of health and well-being. Then there is a mental uh, part, and then there's a social uh, part. So well-being, to me, has all these different different aspects uh, of it. And, and that's why I, I do think it's important to create um, awareness about it, but also share knowledge uh, about how can one work on their own 
health and well-being, uh, but also as colleagues, uh, also as a team, as an organization. Um, so in my opinion, well-being, it's also a very broad uh, concept. It's very personal, but it's also very broad because I do think it's also a society uh, issue. I totally agree. It is uh, for some people. It is you know your individual responsibility. It is your health. You do something about it or go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. No, we are all we are all uh, responsible of each other in a way as human beings, and we are all dependent on each other for yes. our well being in the world too. Yeah, and I think that the, the social dimension of of health and well being is so important and. Of course, now in, in these times, in these COVID times, that's under pressure, um, yeah. the social dimension. We all have to look for other strategies to, to stay connected um, with each other uh, online or offline, but we have to look for ways. While two years before this all happened, it was maybe more natural because we were going outside, we were reaching out, we were hugging people. And you know, now we have to find ways to, to take care of, of, our, of our own, of, our, of each other. So, so I do think that health and well-being now is, is uh, on the agenda of everyone. Exactly, exactly. Well, otherwise, if we don't have health, we can't do anything else, right? Mm. And, uh, and I really love the definition by the by the World Health Organization that says health is not only the absence of disease, but a complete, like it's a, a state of thriving for a human being in all aspects, physical, mental, social. I, I'm very, every time I go back to that definition, I'm so impressed by mm. the their vision that they included social in there yes yeah definitely it's an important dimension and i also love the work of machtelt huber uh, she used to be uh, or still is uh, a doctor in uh, the netherlands who introduced the concept of positive health mm. and in that concept health is um, more seen as um yeah linked to resilience actually so how can you how can you be resilient in your life and 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 dealing with the issues that are at stake like imagine you have an have an illness um what can you do what what is there still that you can do um, regardless your your illness so that's why why she introduced positive health to look at other uh dimension and again have this, this broad range uh, on health actually and I think it's a great way to to reflect on on your health in this broad range and and to focus also on um yeah what 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 can you do given the circumstances what 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 can you do so there is also a focus of of action yeah. Not not only problem focused, um, but what what can you do given yeah. given your your health actually? A bit of 
proactivity maybe not only like reacting to things but proactively what yes and also yes. there's a lot of empowerment i hear in that concept like whatever happens to you as a human being like you you still have the power mm-hmm. to some degree to decide what you are going to do with the in terms of your health and well-being yeah it's the and, first time and, I'm hearing this concept of positive mm. health. And it's very interesting. It's like positive psychology in a way, like looking yeah. from the positive. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There, there are some, it's linked to uh, yeah. positive so uh, psychology. What's working instead of what's not working, like focusing on, yeah, the good things that are still working instead of everything that's broken. Yeah, yeah. And what I also like is, the thinking in little steps mm. uh, be, be, because um, p- people have uh, severe issues um, and now with, with their health and, and, and well-being. So, so my approach is more to look at, at little steps that, that one can un- undertake. And, and even though you can't see yet the, the effect of it or think about the effect uh, of it, but I I, I really um, try to, to to stimulate people to go into that experiment and to take action and to learn from from that action. Mm-hmm. And of course, there comes the dance and movement therapist <laughs> in, inside of me because dance and movement therapy it's all about doing uh, and then experiencing. So. You, you, you are encouraged to, to try stuff out and then you can learn, learn from it. But you learn from doing, mm. not only from thinking. In, in mm. the creative arts therapies, you always do, you focus on action and then you learn from it. And it gives you new knowledge, new insights to go further on the journey. It, it sounds like a complete... Uh, completely different way of looking at the world uh, from how I had as an academic. You know, first yes. you think, you plan, you then, yeah, measure then you... everything, and then you take uh, <laughs> yeah, little actions, like calculate it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and and I I um, am more for the integration of the body and and mind um, because. Sometimes I've, I also meet people who say, oh, it's all about feeling and, and not thinking. And I'm like, no, to me, it's, it's about the integration. I, I think it's great that we have a brain that is very, very smart and, 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 and can think proactively and, and can define strategies and plan. So that's great. But there is also body and, and how can we work on an integration of 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 body and and mind and 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 that's what what i would propose more and hope to see more in in the world integration of those yeah Yeah. parts of us because we as human beings we are able to think and reflect uh but we're also able to feel um and 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 Maybe sometimes we we forget that, uh, or or we have to learn. I also think that we have to learn, relearn how we can how we can feel 
Mm. When when I meet people that are are stressed because of work, sometimes they 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 don't feel it anymore, and and I really have to talk with them and and ask questions to see, but but what is there already in 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 the body? What do you feel in mm. in your neck, in your shoulders, in maybe the rest of your body? What what is happening also right now, and and how? What, how does that inform you? Mm-hmm. So, but it's a, it's a new way of, of, of thinking, of, of, of approaching also health and, and well-being. Yeah. So not, uh, not always only mind over body. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to control with my mind. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> like knowing that, yes, this is my instrument. And the body is also the home. Yeah. Mind. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's great how you put it. The body is home of the mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, wow. I still want to jump, like dive more into that. But I definitely <laughs> want to ask you some things about uh, your function as a well-being advisor because i'm i'm wondering what you do as well-being advisor Mm. um, at the university of leuven and uh yeah so and what is what's your opinion and experience like professional experience regarding the needs of academics like uh, what what do academics need from a well-being advisor and and what do you do there yes so i i think my main role is on the one hand creating awareness like for example the podcast we're doing right now is also creating awareness but also giving knowledge uh, to people if they know okay this is important i want to work on mental health or physical health or at the other dimensions and i want to do something about it what can i do so my main role is to yeah support this um in our university and by you know, we have a lot of initiatives in, in uh, our university that are working on, on health and, and well-being. And my main role is, is to give an overview of mm-hmm. those initiatives and to see how can we communicate this to where it's needed. Mm. Because it's not by, by putting it out in a newsletter, which is great, but not only by putting it in a newsletter that people know that we have workshops on stress and resilience or that we have a network of 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 confidence where where people can can talk uh with with one uh confidential advisor uh, mm. for example um i i always meet uh people in our university that 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 uh, still don't know about these initiatives um, and these initiatives are very precious and needed but we have to we have to yeah make the the, the initiatives more uh, known and one way we we are going uh, what we are going to experiment with uh, this year is to create also uh, podcasts mm. 
so we're going to work on, on that. And I do think, because my main focus is on young researchers, I do think that young researchers are more prone uh, to that and are listening more uh, to podcasts than maybe uh, looking at, at intranet. Um, so I'm, I really look forward to, to make the podcast, but also my hope is that by these podcasts that, that we can bring the initiatives more under the attention mm. um, and more to where it's needed. Because I do think that, that people uh, are in need of, of, of support, mm. but, but they, they have to find their way. And mm. yeah, my main role is, is, is to, to yeah, create ways to get the information more, mm. more accessible, visible, and, and together with colleagues, we, we are always thinking about that. How can we do this in, mm. in a large context? Um, do, do you think so? What I understand is that you, you have a lot of initiatives, but the take-up is not that large. Like you, you offer, but not many people are taking the, the occasion to engage with those initiatives. Yeah, I think there, there, there are still people who are looking for initiatives, but, but not all, always find their way in, 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 in the big offer uh, there is. And when I started at, at Kiel Leuven, I also had to um, yeah, take my time to see, okay, what is here? And, yeah. and, and we have a lot of support systems, which is, which is great, uh, but we have to find a way to, to, to make make it make it clear and 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 accessible um but i do think that 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 everyone uh has to has to take its role uh, also at the, like like we from hr department but there are also the local supervisors and and mm. and the local uh support services um so i consider health and well-being more as a we story mm-hmm. and, where, where everyone uh, can play his or her role and, and, and can also see, okay, how can I contribute uh, to, to this story? Yeah. So what, are, what is the feedback that you're getting to those initiatives from the people who take them up mm. and, and uh, yeah, use them, quote unquote? Yes, yeah. Uh, um, so when I give uh, workshops, so we, I have one colleague that gives uh, the workshops of stress and resilience uh, within KU Leuven. Um, but I, I also uh, give workshops, stress and resilience to the other universities. Um, and when I meet researchers in, in, in those workshops, the, the main eye-opener, I would say, uh, to young researchers there participants of the, the workshop is that they are not alone mm. and this informs me of the importance of bringing people together in a room to talk about these things and and that's one of the main things that 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 we we get as as feedback that mm that people really feel the support just because there are other people who are also struggling, dealing with the same things as you. But just to hear other people talking about it, to hear other stories and, and to learn from 
each other, uh, what what they do in 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 their uh, concrete uh, work environment. That's really what what what's helping helping them. So so we are are more focusing on on creating this community and 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 to find to yeah to create initiatives to have this uh to have these people come together to find support with with one another yeah uh, and another thing also um is when we do share knowledge evidence-based knowledge they really learn how for example stress works because stress in in a way when it's short term stress is a great tool our body immediately responds to something that is important to us and immediately we're ready for action so it's you you would say that's great that we have such an intelligent system here that prepares our uh, us for for getting ready um but and then in the workshops we explain that of course when stress on long term has negative impact on on the body it's uh, a physical thing that's happening also in the brain um and just by sharing this knowledge that that also helps uh, people to have insights like okay so maybe that happened like last week and it's not me but it's because i'm human that's yes. my body and my brain and yes. i react on uh, uh, on such a thing uh, like like i did so it's really about learning um to to see what what happens when you are under stress and and what happens on an emotional level what happens on a cognitive level um yeah and, yeah it's- so important what you said I, I think uh, a, a lot of academics in my opinion in my uh, personal and professional opinion mm-hmm. let me put it that way that we are like we have problem with accepting that we are also human beings mm-hmm. and we can't just work and produce and like be on top of things endlessly and uh, yeah, this is also a human body. This is also human mind. And it is as vulnerable as anyone else's body mm-hmm. and mind. And sometimes even more because of the way we think uh, about how we, quote unquote, can have things under control mm. instead of accepting flow and and this flow of, yeah, stress coming and going, Um things happening our way and not happening our way our, our bodies being so energetic and going and getting everything and then being so tired that it has to like completely rest stop mm. so instead of this like go 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 which we uh, believe that everyone else is doing which is not the case of mm. course yeah. yeah but i i i, I do think that 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 sometimes people just just look at at their colleagues like what is expected and and i also meet people that are going and going and going and and it looks like they never need a break or need a holiday or they don't take a break so 
So I do think it's important that, that we have examples in our environment that, that we can learn from where maybe not everything goes up, 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 and that we see examples also from our uh, supervisors and managers that they, they are giving the example, it's okay to deconnect. And I don't expect you to be there for 24 hours. Eh? And the, 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 one of the, the slides that we show uh, during our workshop of stress and resilience that we think is the most important one is indeed the one where we show like a stressor uh, makes your nervous system uh, go, it goes, you're under attention, your body is ready, but it has to go down. You have to come to, again, your basic normal uh, stress level. Um, you have to find ways to deconnect, mm. but, but, but finding ways to deconnect, that's already a, a personal, I would say, a personal search and, 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 and learning for people to think about this, that, that, it, do it, that, that it is important to deconnect. That's, that's already a huge thing to, to allow yourself to deconnect, to not work all the time. Or, or not think about it all the time. To to have a weekend off is that possible? Is that huh? can I do that without feeling guilty? Maybe you are feeling guilty, but can you do it anyway? You can you can feel guilty. That's okay. That's normal. But can you find ways to 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 deconnect? Because deconnection is very important. Yeah. So and 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 I don't. When, when also me and my colleagues, when we are doing these workshops, we're not trying to make an ideal picture of it and to say, this is the ideal and we should all strive for this um, because we're all are humans and, and are uh, trying and uh, learning also. But we do share tools that, that people can, can take and try and learn from. And I think that's the most important thing that 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 people, yeah, are starting to to make a priority of of care, self care, well being, health, and mm -hmm. and yeah, even yeah. though if if the environment it's not is maybe not always so invitational as as you would want what. What can you do then? And yeah, yeah. how can you find ways? Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's very important. I want to go deeper into that. But before that, I want to ask you, like in your, in your experience, who are the most vulnerable people, like vulnerable to maybe losing their, their well-being from the complete health and well-being as defined by a World Health Organization. So do you, do you find one or two groups like particularly vulnerable in your uh, work as well-being advisor? Yeah, I think because it's such a personal thing, mm. uh, taking care of yourself, you already can imagine who is more prone to 
maybe burnout and maybe people who are not able maybe to to define boundaries and to say okay till here and here it's enough or people that want to do really well and because doing doing well also gets you somewhere and because if you if you want to um maybe be that expert you need to be successful so you need to be maybe on top of of your game but when you want to do really well maybe you cross your own own boundaries you're forgetting neglecting uh, your your own boundaries and and you forget what you need yeah and and you're more focused on okay what is needed here but yeah what what do you need mm. so i would say people that have more their attention outside and 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 maybe also uh, people that are already perfectionists from themselves eh, expect like okay it has to be 100% or maybe 200% i think that that those people also in general are are more prone to mm. to have have this maybe yeah issues with with their health and and well-being yeah. because they, they they always want to be and and i also speak for myself i learned this also the hard way to that you always need to be out there you need to be yeah you need to perform you need to be there for 100 percent and chuk, chuk. it's like like my face is like this and now when i say you yeah. you feel already that, that that it becomes very stressful not only in your mind but also in your body like constantly yeah so it's not it's it, it's total the opposite of being like you said in flow and and to accept what is coming and going with it responding it's a mm -hmm. total different thing but i know in reality it's challenging it's hard it's it's yeah. not so easy as just being in flow yeah. we we have to find ways to and, to be in flow and and especially many academics you also mentioned guilt before and boundaries now and you also said that you're working um a lot with young researchers mm -hmm. like many people come to me and they say yeah but i don't have a choice like this is my my pi wants this my supervisor wants that and like they they force me to do this or that so we always talk deeper about that okay is there really forcing or are mm -hmm. you making it into like forcing yourself but there are really people in my experience uh, who are in a very difficult situation where they're like trying to like take some break and like some boundaries out there but they're so afraid of really getting fired or or mm -hmm. um yeah, yes. not getting a good enough evaluation as a researcher or academic, and they they really want this career, and they're in a like difficult spot. Mm. Versus, uh, do I take care of myself, or do I stick it out and and uh, please this person until I am uh, out of their uh, like 
brain. <laughs> what yes. would you tell to a, a young researcher like this going through such a hard time? Mm. Well, first of all, because you also describe it like 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 this, uh, I think it's very important to acknowledge that that this is this is happening. It's not easy to to create your own well-being and and health uh, in academia, but also again in in, in general. So. Most of the time, when I talk about these researchers and, and when they are sharing during the workshops uh, their action plan, I give them most of the time the feedback to think in again, uh, what I said earlier, to think in little steps mm. and to see if you have something that you, you, you really want to talk about uh, or if you have really an issue that you want to talk about with your supervisor or colleagues, but maybe you're a little bit, oh, should, should I do that? Like make it very concrete and take a, a little tiny step towards your main goal of sharing maybe everything you want to share and, and, and learn from it. How, how do you do it? How do you, you approach your, your PI in a way that that's maybe a little bit scary, but still feels safe to you. Because sharing directly everything of your own health and well-being with your supervisor or colleagues can, can become very scary. So I do think it's very important to take care of, of your boundaries and to say, okay, but, but what do I want to reach? Uh, with this if 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 a lot of people are approaching me and saying you have to do this you have to do that but i can't manage okay how can i give this message of i can't manage how will how will i do this so this is also a, a communication that we're now uh, talking about so i i i talk about this with with them also like how would you communicate this and and so the advice there is to be very concrete to share how what is happening with you when this happens this situation what do they feel what do they think and also what are needs of them underneath and what are values that they feel that maybe be, become under pressure mm. by this incident or and this situation um, but thinking into tiny steps and, and, and to, yeah, also sometimes being courageous. And uh, I, I heard like Friday also when, when I did a workshop, somebody shared a very courageous story, uh, what, what, what she did. And I think hearing those stories from each other, that, that, that's also in, very inspiring yeah. Uh, to to researchers that you think ah okay but okay if she can do that I can learn maybe also from her uh, and and maybe that gives me also courage to step up um, yeah. maybe even though I'm a little bit afraid okay what what can I do yeah um, also being sometimes aware of the resources that you have no. Uh, 
for example, back in the day, uh, a, a colleague of mine was also an employee re representative where I was working. I said, okay, I, if you want, I can come with you to this uh, conversation that you're going to have with your boss so mm. that you have a, like an employee representative with you. I said, yeah, that's a great idea. That gave mm. me this feeling of, okay, there's another person in the room. It's not yes. only like um, me and my supervisor in this like vulnerable kind of scary conversation mm -hmm. yeah there's an uh, objective party who can be there but it doesn't have to be there of course it, it doesn't have to be always this kind of extra person in the room or whatever but this is one one example of doing something with the resources that's available to you because yeah. i'm giving this example because in belgium labor unions and employee representatives yeah they're they have more of a say, in my opinion, than many of the other countries that I hear about. Um, with but I think it's a it's a great example that 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 you share just by creating also this triad. Uh, not, not only like me and my supervisor become can become also a very directional uh, relationship, but having. Even in space, I'm a dance and movement therapist. <laughs> That's why I also think in space, even like have this triangle relationship. And like you said, this also third party that is more objective. And, and that that party can also say like, okay, what is your approach as an employee? Okay, what is your approach as a, as a boss, as a manager, as a supervisor? And and to really mediate between uh, these two, I I think it's a great example uh, of of also taking care of yourself. If you're scared of of doing that, of course HR is there. Uh, we also have mm -hmm. external advisors uh, to to create this kind of environment who who do mediate uh, in in. Mm. This uh, in these situations. You mean external advisor in the sense of like they're not employed by the university or on yes. their side, but yeah. they're like employed as a. Okay, yeah. that's very interesting. To know. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's great that that we we have uh, these because sometimes even even I as and and my colleagues of of HR can can sometimes yeah being seen as. Yeah, part of the system. I would, I would That's say. That's another know? thing. Yeah, I want yeah. to say. And, yeah, many people and, have that feeling too. No. Yeah, and 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 so even though that 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 also are the coaches of the career center of learning and development, that we try to to take a neutral approach. Um, maybe sometimes uh, because of um, things that happened in the in the past uh, with with people that they say, okay, but. Uh, HR, mm -mm. so I'm not sure, and 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 then it it can help to have this external uh, party, and yeah, yeah. but but I I I really hope that 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 people are aware that that yeah, like we uh, as as the HR department are really there to support and and and. And to create a, a climate of of, mm -hmm. of of positive health and 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 well-being and 
Yeah. One of the people, one of the things I talk a lot with the people I coach is that this, like, do you know what is available to you? Mm -hmm. Do you know your rights? Do you know what's your, like, work is offering in terms of if there is a conflict, if there's not a conflict, if you need sick leave, but do you know your rights? Like, yes. how long, how much, where, when, how, like, learn about these things um, because there might be things that you don't know about that could really help you mm. um, in the situation that you are in. Yeah, which is very important. But yeah, without further ado, I want to come to the uh, dancer movement therapist part because mm -hmm. yeah, we are we have been like dancing around the topic <laughs> until now. <laughs> and I would love to know more because you, you have, uh, yeah, until now also in our conversation came up many times and like creating the triad, I had doing first and thinking later and uh, like another way of doing things than we are maybe used to in academia, mm -hmm. many of us. Yeah. Could you could you tell us a bit about uh, about that, about what is dance and movement therapy and how can it help uh, academics, for instance, in this, let's say, a very concrete example, a, a typical academic. I don't know who, how you can describe <laughs> that person. I, I still like to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Like, like first of all, I, maybe I, I can start with what is dance and, and movement therapy? Um, so it's an experiential a form of, of therapy and where doing and experiencing is key. So the, the focus is always on the story of, of the body. And from there, uh, we are going to create what I said earlier, the body-mind connection. So by, by doing different uh, interventions actually we help clients to to express conscious and unconscious uh, feelings thoughts uh, sensations impulses and the aim is really to that that the clients be, become aware of their own um, thinking their own feeling their own sensing that they can find more a balance into their life. And, and we approach this by, by doing, by dancing, by moving, by playing, um, and just to, to notice what is there. When we start to play, when people are, interaction, are interacting with each other, maybe one-on-one, -on -one, there is a lot of stuff happening. There is a lot of stuff happening on, on the physical level when people are dancing, but also on the emotional level, on the mental level. And that's, uh, yeah, in, in dance and movement therapy, we take time to reflect on these experiencing, on, on these experiences. So whether it's, it, it was an individual exercise or with one another or with the whole group, then afterwards there is always time to reflect on the experience, to talk if it's possible uh, with the clients, not all clients are able to talk, um, but to talk about uh, the, the experience. And, and, and then we invite clients to, to reflect on their way of perceiving, of thinking, feeling uh, and doing 
that people also learn ah indeed i like 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 for example if we cross the space some people are very directional eh? and they like to cross it like from one point to another while others um are maybe more like this choo choo traveling in the room no direction but it informs you about your personality the way you cross space is also linked to how you organize maybe your life how you approach people are you more directional or are you more like hmm, can i can i ask you a question or i wanted to ask a question <laughs> this this is totally different and 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 by by playing with with these patterns on the floor we 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 can learn maybe from our patterns in life yeah. So we see more the, what happens on the floor, what happens in moving and dancing. We see it as 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 kind of metaphor also, or, or it's also a symbol. It's linked to the personality and and to your life in general. Mm. So that's 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 a, a, a little taste of of what. What a dance and movement therapy eh? session would be. What you said, yeah, it is. On the one hand, it is like getting to know your autopilot in a mm -hmm. way that, like, direct or or drawing circles. On the other hand, it is also like maybe for some people, it's also an instrument of getting to know themselves and maybe accepting themselves going like okay there is nothing wrong with going somewhere like that mm -hmm. or uh, uh, directly or throwing circles like this is just everyone is just moving in a way yeah. there's no right or wrong way that's the main thing there is no right or wrong way there is just your way and that's one of the biggest uh, goals we have in dance and movement therapy to to learn to to accept um, also who you are uh, actually um, and maybe when you see someone else doing things that you think ah but maybe I can try this as well because we create as dance and movement therapists also an environment of playing everything it's playing and and we are inviting people to experiment with new behavior mm. so in these sessions you also can experiment like how does this this feel like mm. imagine you're never direct but in these sessions you can experiment with this and to learn okay how is it when when i when i do when i do this um and you can learn to to feel how how it how it feels and and what you're thinking also because our mind is constantly busy also uh while while we doing while we are doing that so it 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 informs people a, a lot on 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 how they're doing uh, also yeah because we 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 do take time to to check in with each other to be and just just be there and and to see okay what is what is there and my work is more focused on on creative processes so i i i 
I do take time to see, okay, what is there, what is needed, and how do you want to go from this? What do you want to create also? I love to, to guide people to, to create uh, things that, that maybe a performance they can create to, to, to support what is happening in their life or what they need in their life. Yeah. So. yeah. When, I, when I hear the words dance and movement therapy, I think of, okay, like these people are therapists, so they're helping solve a problem. So mm. is that true? Like, is, is there like, do people come to you with a specific problem, quote unquote, they want to solve? Like, what, what do you help them with? In that mm. sense, yeah, great question. Um, there, there is a whole range in in dance and movement therapy. The um, going from, I would say, even psychiatric, uh, psychiatrical patients, um, uh, also uh, drug addicts or or people in prison, people with Alzheimer's, with dementia. They and and then going uh, in, in that continuum more towards well-being, thriving. All these approaches exist in, in dance and movement therapy. So I'm more a dance and movement therapist who, are, who is helping people to take care of themselves. Like, like we said during this whole conversation, um, I'm more inviting people to play, to be creative, so I'm more in, 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 in that spectrum. So people don't come to me that they say, okay, I have a problem and I want to solve it. But a lot of dance and movement therapists are working in, in settings, also in clinical settings, some in private settings um, that have individual or group sessions where the attention is on a problem and, and you, want, you want to solve um, that. Um, but what links us all as dance and movement therapists is that we do have a goal that we want to want to reach. Mm. Um, with with me, with my practice of move to create, the goal is that people discover again their creative self, and 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 that they uh, accept it, play with it, and 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 give space to to these experiences of a flow uh, also and that, that that's my aim i would say to bring more joy into the world with my practice <laughs> oh amazing yeah um so the, i i would say uh, that that's my my main focus uh, with everything i do with move to create oh that's great that's great. But okay, can I ask you something very specific? This just came mm. to me because I do think about this a lot as a as a coach. Uh, and I have my own answer, but I'm not gonna give it to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to affect your thinking. Is there, um, is there like a certain thing that your client does or says that that make you say, okay, I I did my job well. Like this, this is the measure of me having helped this person. Do you have such a 
thing that's concrete that you can share with us? Do you mean then if uh, participants uh, uh, of my workshops are happy? Mm, yeah, uh, how do you know then? they are happy? Like mm. uh, with the particular thing that they say or they do or, yeah. Mm. Yes. Well, the, the, the feedback I, I get the most is, is, is that people experienced in, in a, a playful way that we, we are diving into deep stuff, I would say. That, that, that they do feel this was very personal, deep work we did but on a playful in a playful way and 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 that's one of the things i i really get a lot that's feedback and i really love this because mm -hmm. because yeah I, I i also did a trauma work and and i i i do believe it's it's important um but i also need approaches like like this that that on a playful way help me to to deal with stuff uh, in in life and so the the greatest feedback i get is that people discovered again their creativity that, that they felt in contact with again their their joy but their innate joy because we all are born with this source of joy and creative energy but but somehow life happens and maybe put blocks on that joy and 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 my work is more to see okay how can you have yeah can create again contact with with that source that that we we all are we all have um, that's amazing yeah. That's amazing. And it's indeed a very, very valuable work that you're doing. Many people need that, that connection with their bodies again. We, we keep losing that connection. I mean, I personally keep losing it and I have to refine it. And then I yes. do it again and then <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it can be, because you also asked like very practical thing, but it can be very simple, like attuning to your your breath and just focus on okay what how am i breathing at this moment and then taking time for just noticing your inward breath your outward breath and then what is happening what else is happening yeah. so besides breath what is happening on a on a physical level, what what are my physical sensations at this moment? What is happening in your hands? What's happening in your arms, in your chest? Do you feel pressure? Do you feel a relief? What do you, yeah, what, what is happening on a physical level? But maybe also by slowing down, you can start to feel, okay, what is happening on an emotional level now? What, what is what is there and it's always the invitation what is there and accepting and no right or wrong but just noticing okay this mm -hmm. is happening to me 
on the emotional level, maybe also on the mental level. Maybe you have associations, thoughts, um, you have you, your imagination might. Uh, uh, and, How important and, what you said is like, what is there uh, from a like, from place of curiosity instead of looking for what's wrong what's yeah. wrong let's find what's wrong mm. like without judging like really what is there yes and it's already the, the the curiosity thing and the question of what is there it's already yeah makes you in in an active state like we said earlier you know when you say what is there my body also comes more to the screen it's not like okay let's let's see let's see what is that no what what is there what is there to explore and just be curious and and again learn learn from from that so oh that's that so amazing the way you put it at the last minute it's like a full circle coming back to the beginning of the <laughs> you know like what is there the the proactivity the empowerment the yeah, you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Stefan, for your time, for sharing this wisdom with us. Oh, you're very welcome. And, and I was happy to be here and have this conversation with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm really hoping that our, our uh, listeners find it useful as well. And maybe they can give us feedback that would be great about what they heard mm. and uh, before we close i would like to ask you how can people find you if they are yeah interested in getting therapy from you I, I the listeners of this podcast are from all around the world i don't know if it's a possibility to do online stuff <laughs> but in in one way or another if they want to reach you or follow your work somehow how can yeah. they I think maybe because it's international crowd, <laughs> then I'm uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, so uh, that's maybe the most uh, easy way. They also can can look at the work uh, of me at, at the Move to Create web, web page uh, that mm -hmm. we maybe can can share afterwards. Um, but I'm happy to to be in contact. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. that's great. Let's share the the web page uh, yeah. website name on the on the show notes as well. Yeah, so great. thank you, thank you so much for uh, joining me for this great conversation for your uh, work to raise awareness and also bringing this body and mind thing together as an mm. integrated whole instead of one over the other so it was great okay. to have you and looking forward to seeing you again in yes. person if we can yeah definitely <laughs> definitely thank you thank you very much so have a great day thank you you, you too bye bye, bye. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, be sure to follow Mind Your Own Revisions on social media and subscribe to my newsletter at mindyourownrevisions.com for weekly nuggets on well-being. Please also review this podcast on iTunes so that other academics can also find it. Until next time, bye!